The dental marketing landscape is constantly evolving. If you wonder how your practice can do a better job of attracting new patients online, join dental SEO expert Ross Dunn and various guests for a regular exploration of the dental marketing services proven to attract new patients. Take a break and join your host, Ross Dunn, for a lively discussion on Dental Web Marketing 101. Hello, and welcome to the Dental Web Marketing 101 podcast, show number two by First.Dentist. My name is Ross Dunn, and I'm the director of SEO and co-founder of First.Dentist. I'm joined by our vice president of marketing, Andy Bernhardt. Hi. (laughs) How you doing today, bud? I'm doing great. Looking forward to this podcast. Yeah. Well, today is... Dental Web Marketing 101, Episode 2, How to Establish Local Rankings for Your Dental Practice, Part 2. So yes, Part 2. We, we cut off, what we got to last time was, number one, a physical location. These are important for, these are key steps to building a successful local online presence. Number two is a unique phone number. Number three is claim your Google My Business listing. Number four is reviews. So now let's get into number five. Let's just jump right in. It's your website. 61% of mobile searchers are more likely to contact a local business if they have a mobile-friendly site, never mind a website. <laughs> so you want to make sure that you know you have the website, that it's perfectly mobile-friendly, and that you have answered many of the questions that people often ask when they're, they're looking at your business and considering it. So this is really really Andy's department. He loves this stuff. Uh, he's principal on managing a lot of the websites we put out there at First Dentist. So Andy, take it away. Yeah, it's, I mean, that statistic, it really says a lot. And, you know, I think a lot of that has to do with, you know, not only is it 61% of mobile searchers, we're seeing such a dramatic increase in mobile website usage as well too, right? So mm-hmm. you know, when we take a look at our statistics on some of our customers' analytics, you know, it's amazing. We're seeing 60 to 80% mobile visits, right? And a few years ago, it's one of the things that we did at First Dentist was we started looking at our websites when we designed them from a mobile user experience. And that's even different than just having a mobile-friendly website right? Like we, one of the things that we want to do at first.dentist is make sure that that user experience or, you know, customer experience is one where they can find the information easily, where the mobile layout really presents all that information very simply and very easily. You know, at the top, we've got a click to call, which is a special little bit of code and the phone number so that um, people can just immediately, you know, call to book an appointment, which is something that's really important to customers these days, right? They don't want to go searching through a poorly designed website, trying to find a phone number, right? So, you know, that kind of thing's important, right? And then, you know, one of the things that we're doing right now is um, when we're designing websites, oftentimes we use um, video um, headers on desktop because they just they look great and it's a fantastic introduction immediately to a practice. But um, you know you can't do things like that on mobile websites because you don't want videos auto playing so that you know people use up all their bandwidth or you know stuff you know starts playing automatically. So you know we use things like images and then you can click to see a video, right? Exactly. So, We're definitely going to have another entire show on what it takes to do a website. I mean, multiple shows probably. Mm-hmm. But yeah, let's, yeah, definitely. It's important to have this this initial chat. Now, one thing before you jump forward too is websites that already rank well in organic rankings typically do better in local 
So technically, you don't actually need a website for to get a ranking in Google My Business. It's designed to be your kind of presence. Google would love that, wouldn't they? You're pretty much putting all their eggs in their basket. But by having a website, you've definitely established something not only that you own, but also something that adds more credibility and authority to your online presence, which again, helps with Google My Business. So I wanted to sort of inject that because I know some who may know a little more about this may be wondering why we're mentioning a website, but it, it is important. So please start with that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, I mean, I think, you know, what we try to do at First Dentist with our marketing and with our websites is we try to look at the entire journey that a new patient takes to finding a dental practice, right? And, you know, dental and medical can sometimes be a little bit commoditized, right? So, you know, we want to make sure that a, a practice, you know, really is, you know, authentically presenting who they are everywhere from Google My Business all the way down to the website, right? And it does make a difference when people can, you know, check out a, a website that, you know, looks good, showcases the practice, you know, their Google My Business has up-to-date pictures and hours and all those types of things, right? So, you know, that's, you know, really one of our goals. And I think one of the advantages of, you know, a company like First Dentist is that we have a very deep understanding of search how users do that search, the things that they see along the way when they're doing that research, trying to find mm -hmm. and choose a practice, right? So, yeah. Um, and if you want to see an example, again, you know, we're here to educate, not just advertise by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. So please understand that. But if you want to see an example of what Andy's talking about, a great calling card we use, you know, we are proud of it because it is, does do a fantastic job for the client, is victoriadentist.com. Go check it out, victoriadentist.com. Fantastic place. The website's really been designed with many of these principles in mind, and it does very well. So just in case you want to see a live example. Now, another thing about a website, of course, is the optimization of it. You want to ensure that when Google goes to the website, it is easily determined what each page is about and the overall context of the site. This is done in many ways, but you know, a few to list off. And again, we'll have other shows on this is ensuring that the, the top of the page is clear. You know, not having a single page website, something that we, we see often. A lot. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, and not using content that's been repurposed elsewhere. You want to have unique content. You need to have some, a very personal touch to the website showing that you are a different, different breed. You're, you know, your, your practice is a place that people want to go to because it isn't just run of the mill. It's offering the best service possible. It's a truly awesome experience. And, you know, by having content that's being used elsewhere, stock photography that's being used elsewhere, stock video that's being used elsewhere, that'd be pretty horrible, horrible, would not be a good thing. So, you know, and this is all part and parcel to helping you with SEO as well. Google does not like to see the same content in other places. It just devalues it entirely. And it wants to see the various services you're provided in a very clear manner. So again, if you had it on a single page, it's very difficult for that to happen. You want separate sections or separate pages of your website, at the very least talking about each of your particular services that you want your patients or potential patients to know about. What would be the, the I guess the most, obviously other than checkups and hygiene, what would the other, some of the bigger examples be there, Andy, for those services? 
Well, it, it varies from dental practice to dental practice, right? And that is actually an opportunity for a lot of practices as well, too. One of the things that, um, you know, we oftentimes do with our clients is if they want to, say, rank for something like dental implants or, you know, they've got a new laser in their practice or something like that. You know, what we try to do is we try to flesh that content out for them and sort of build a little bit more of an authoritative presence around that, trying to answer questions, create really good content. So all dental practices have, you know, different services that they like to focus on. And yeah, sometimes it's dental implants, sometimes it's cosmetic dentistry. And, you know, in specialist fields, you know, sometimes it's um, Invisalign, say for orthodontists or something like that. So. Yeah, and one of the things we see a lot of are our dentists just wanting to publish the latest PDF they've received from the manufacturer. Sort of an example of everything they do for, say, Invisalign. Mm-hmm. It's not a good idea. I mean, yeah, sure, have it downloadable, but the content of the page has to be unique. It has to have proper content that's being written by an editor and, and again, unique to your website. And it is important and is like valuable to patients as well, too, right? I was just talking with um, a friend who had a root canal. One of the things they said was that their dentist had really great information about root canals on their website that answered all of their questions, right? So, you know, and that's, that's the kind of thing that, you know, Google does actually understand is that there's a lot of great information about, you know, some type of procedure, or, you know, the questions are answered and that type of stuff. So Google has ways of understanding that content and how user-friendly it is on people's sites. So yeah, it's, it's worth putting the effort into creating good content that's unique and that answers your patient's questions. Because ultimately, that's one of the things your website can do for your practice as well, is it can help to service your customers, right? So you know, people aren't calling the front office and asking these questions, right? They can say, well, yes, go to the website. There's a really great list of, you know, Every question that somebody's had about this. They still will, but at least uh, a percentage won't maybe. (laughs) But it is a way of of absolutely reducing, you know, some Mm -hmm. of that, some of those questions that people have, right, that you have to spend time answering. So even doing that in video, just another level up, you know, it's all about showing how much you care and your website can do a, a great deal of that. Yeah. So that being the website, um, one other thing, I guess it's, it's, it's a bit of a rabbit hole. This whole website thing could be, again, more than one show. You know, picking your domain is one thing I want to mention before we leave, kick off here. It is generally a good idea that you pick something that people can remember that isn't too long and has little chance of being misspelled. Hmm. I know. It's a lot to do. Worst comes to worst, though, just use your business name. Okay. Don't get too fancy about it. There are instances where we've got clients who have very different names of their domain versus their business. And it is a little hard to connect the dots to remember that. Whereas a client or a prospect is likely to remember your business name and type that in. So the very least buy that if you're going to use a different domain. So you've got both domains pointed to the same place. Do not create separate websites for each domain. (laughs) Have one website, have both domains pointing to it. Okay. Very important. Yeah. Okay. The next one, number six is citations. So what the heck is a citation, right? I, when I first heard about it quite a long time ago now, I, I had to look it up and get a better grasp of it. Essentially, it's mentions of your business online. 
This can be mentions in the form of a link, it can be mentions in the form of your, your business name and address or, or uh, service area. Google's gotten pretty brilliant about picking up on this stuff. So if you, for example, I'll give you a couple, ex- couple, yeah, a couple examples for each one here. So if you were to be mentioned in the local newspaper and they didn't put a link to your business, but that newspaper had a digital format, Google indexes it, they see your business name, they see that this newspaper's from your local area, it's highly, it's got excellent local signals. It's a way of Google being sure that you do exist, that your business is, has some authority in your area, and that's going to be a check mark. Yeah, this is a, a, a kind of business that may deserve to get more visibility. And that's the key here. There are a lot of potential dentists in your area. Uh, a lot of competitors. So how do you stand out? Well, citations is a part of it. It's a way of, again, proving to Google that you are who you are, that you deserve to get the more the additional visibility versus your competitors. Other citations may be local, like Chamber of Commerce, mentioning your business, your address, and a link to your website. That's kind of the ideal setup. Links are fantastic, always have been, likely always will be for a business when they're authentic. They come from highly qualified resources like Chambers, places where they, they qualify any link before they ever put it on their website and Google knows it. You know, it's not just a run-of-the-mill place. You can add your link and move on. They verify it. Better Business Bureau. Anything along those lines. Uh, your local dental association, if it lists the different dentists that are part of it, if you have yours there, that's fantastic. So again, it can be just a mention of your business. It could be mentioning your business with address. It could also be a mention of business with your URL. All these things are great. URL being, again, your domain. Other citations that we do, uh, sort of as a connection to that, is ensuring that your business name, address, and phone number, we call that the NAP, the name, address, and phone number, are showing up on relevant directories, relevant yellow page sites, internet yellow pages, IYPs, we call them. So you want to be shown up, show, showing on these different places. And there are so many. We talked about some of the aggregators in the last show. Well, in this case, it doesn't have to be an aggregator like uh, the ones that Andy had mentioned before, like Info Group and such, but they can be more like um, top lists of service providers in, in, in your local area. Best service, like best dentists. You know, usually, usually there's a best of website. There's all these different places Google has to have some certainty of the quality. So don't expect a site that just came out of nowhere to be having any kind of benefit for you if you get a link on it or anything. But established websites, established directories, get your name in there. And we want to make sure that's there. So those are citations. They add up to sort of a a vote of confidence for your business, authenticity, ensuring that your business does exist. Very important because there's lots of run of fly-by-night businesses out there. Not so many in the dental realm. And spammers too. And spammers, yes. You don't want to be one of, you don't even want to appear like one of those. So the more signals you have out there, these are each of these one things are signals, the better off you'll be. Yeah. And one of the things that I, one of the statistics that I'd seen was that a lot of uh, top ranked local websites have between about 80 and 100 different citations to their you know domain and also the name address phone number sort of thing but i think you know the experience that i've had doing a lot of link research and looking at citations at local dental practices is they usually have somewhere between about 
10 and 20 high quality citations. And, you know, those are from very trusted sources, you know, everything from Yelp to Yellow Pages to, you know, Facebook, White Pages, those types of things. And then, you know, they usually have anywhere between about 20 and 40, you know, medium quality ones. So Mm -hmm. those are the things that, you know, we look at and that we have a local specialist, uh, Rose, who we we should probably get her to chime in on something at some point, but Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's that's basically a very important part of our job is double checking every dental practice's citations for consistency. And you know, one of the things that you know I think is important to mention too is that a lot of dental practices they don't think about these things, they don't manage these things. And you know, we see it across all kinds of small businesses too, right? That maybe they've changed their name or they've been sold or they've changed their location or they changed their phone number or you know, somebody you know, registered all these things with their cell phone or something like that. And, mm-hmm. You know, they're a mess. And you know, we, we do see really good improvements to people's rankings after we do clean those things up, right? So, yeah. yeah, it's when the local algorithms were fairly new, citations had more impact because it was fairly infantile, I guess, that lack of better word, the systems were very basic. They have lost a little of their benefit now, but they're still by far important to do because, well, and why not? They're not that difficult. It's time consuming. Yes. And that's why we have someone that helps to do that. But it does make good sense for Google to care if your name, address, and phone number are consistent everywhere. If they're not, again, it's another indicator that, you know, is this business really there? And is this business something worthy of showing up? They want to be confident, especially when there are so many competitors. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I guess, you know, one of the things I was trying to say there was that, you know, if a practice has had something like that, where their phone numbers changed or their addresses changed or their business, right? That's kind of where we do see that, you know, benefiting practices more is when, you know, those, one of those situations has happened and there's all kinds of ridiculously different information across the web, right? So yeah, in those kind of cases, yeah, it is very important to clean up. Yeah, and when you change business locations, a lot of work. Yeah, it really is. And, And another thing I should mention too is when it comes to managing these citations, in some cases, they're on directories that begin to want to emulate Google My Business, I guess is the way you put it. So they start adding features. A feature may be to be able to add your photos. Next one is to add your logo, update your hours regularly. There's a number of different things it could be. Answer user questions. Well, if you don't keep up to date on these, it can also be another indicator. Not a big one, but one of the things we pride ourselves on is ensuring that we keep on top of that. And I think that you should do that as well. If you've got a practice and you have someone helping you, ensure that they're monitoring these particularly new features that some of these places are doing. Now, some of them may charge you. I wouldn't bother doing that. Don't bother. Don't pay for each uh, a citation to increase the amount of data you're including, unless there's but, some very good reason to know yeah, that it's going to be worthwhile. Here's a good reason though. If you're a new practice, I do think it is worth submitting to some of the top level um, oh. data aggregators yeah. and, and paying for that one, right? Because then you get everything consistent right from the start. Across oh, yeah. And I don't mean aggregators. I mean individual directories. If they decide to add more features to your listing, you can pay yeah. this much more. Don't bother. But if yeah. it's free and other dentists are going to do it, why not take advantage of it? Go for it. Again, it's just another signal that you're, you're there and you're, you care. Okay. Next one is very similar to this. It's links. 
Now, we've kind of touched a bit on that with citations, but links are a bit of a different animal in that you can get them from not only newspapers and another fairly authoritative locations, but you can also get them from articles, people interviewing you. I don't consider these citations simply because they're not so writ. You know, you can't just go through and just find them and you've got a list of them you always go to. In this case, if you get interviewed because you've got a particularly new and very interesting, I don't know, laser or some sort of cosmetic surgery or some option that for cosmetic dentistry that, that is worthy of being the news, well, you get links from that. That's very beneficial. You can also get links from people who are interviewing dentists in your area. There are, it's difficult because dentistry is one of those things that there are so many people around. How do you sort of stand out? Do any come to your mind for you, Andy, that, that have stood out over the last while when it comes to links? Well, you know, it's, again, when, um, you know, I've done a little bit of research into looking at how many links dental practices that rank well have, right? And depending on how competitive your area is, right, you know, we're looking, dental practices rank between, again, about 30 and 80 good quality links, right? Good and medium quality links. And there's a variety of places to get those links, like you said. And I think local newspapers that, you know, may cover things, you know, do interviews, you know, cover, you know, interesting people in the community, those kind of things. Those are, those are always useful and they're good. It's a good local signal too, from a high authority site. Right. So that's valuable. And yeah. Then, you know what I was thinking, sorry, what I was thinking and I, I you know, cut you off there, but I, I, I remember what it was that I was driving at there. And it was one of the things we recommend, we actually send out a document to, to clients and it mentions the types of links they want to be building. And I wrote that in. I'm an idiot for not remembering that right off the bat. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. Is, you know, sponsor your local baseball team. Yeah. Sponsor a initiative at your local charity, maybe your church. All these different places often have sponsorship pages. Yeah. They have a thank you article or a thank you press release. And if they don't, you can always recommend it. There is no reason whatsoever for you not to. You're helping them. If they can help you, wonderful. They're probably delighted to, as long as it doesn't cost them a great deal of money or time. And you can make that also easy for them as well. Heck, if it it involves a press release, you can pay for it. Just (laughs) who cares? It's going to serve you, right? Yeah. So, you know, a lot of community links are important. And, and the one that uh, we, can, we can sort of see that's shared between citations and that as well are things like Chambers, Chamber of Commerce, Better Business Bureau, but also by local. Uh, we have that particular initiative where we are. Uh, there's a, a, a stickers people put on their windows, buy local, buy local. And it's actually an initiative where if you do sign up, you are part of a directory. And it works. It works quite well from a, a local signals perspective. I've seen that. So, yeah, links are Other great. local businesses too. Um, yeah. You know, people that you're friends with, you know, people who, you know, next door, all those types of things, right? There's um, always opportunities to get links from, you know, local businesses too. So I think that's a valuable one, right? You know, one of the things you can do too is you can provide links to, you know, some of your local businesses and your friends as well too, right? 
Another thing is you don't necessarily have to only have local ones. If you decide to be in, and this would be phenomenal, but it does take a special kind of person with a little bit of time. That's the tricky part because I know most dentals, dentists don't have that kind of time, is to be a bit of a, a content generator. You know, create video. If you're going to a local conf or going to a conference, a dental conference, do some video of yourself. Have someone take some video of you just discussing what you've seen, the interesting things and how they might affect your patients, the things that you may be looking into further. Maybe there are certain techniques there that you saw that were interesting, but you're not sure there's enough interest from patients. Ask them. Get that kind of feedback. Get that kind of, uh, I mean, you can use your social media to post this. Wow. I mean, that kind of transparency would be pretty phenomenal. And again, it takes a certain kind of person to do that. Uh, the ones that do really stand out. And that's the trick, standing out. It's not easy to do. Yeah. Uh, in a, such a, and, a you know, I'd, I'd say we live in a very modern, like, digital age where people are getting a lot of their information, you know, from places like Facebook, from places online. And, you know, if you can consider how you can, you know, just spend a little bit of time, you know, crafting that personality, you know, for yourself, for your practice, writing, it's one of the things that can, you know, pay really, really big dividends, right? And, you know, it is a little bit of time, but, you know, one of the things that we try to do at First Dentist is um, we try to write regularly, right? We try to write authoritative blog posts and then get those out. And it's just one of those things that, you know, I have to decide to do, you know, every morning, you know, write a little bit and then, you know, all these things eventually come together. And for practices that really want to get, you know, known online, get known in their community, it's a really good idea to try to figure out how to build that into your kind of day to day. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's logical too. Yeah. If, if someone's looking at going to a dentist in a specific area and they look at all the options well, they're going to look for the one that stands out because to many who don't perhaps know better or know what to look for, dentists all seem the same. It, there's a particular location. Sure, that's convenience. Absolutely. That's always going to be important. But if one in particular seems to be more uh, extroverted, more in touch with its patients with great reviews, we've talked about that earlier, that's all these things are going to connect and it's going to make you more appealing. And yeah. generally, and this is a generality, but in mo general, generally the newer businesses that really want that and they're hungry for the patients are the ones who are going to take those leaps and they're going to do better. Yeah. And the old, the old guard won't be doing that. They have no interest in it. They're close to retirement, perhaps. Full practice already. You know. Yeah, they're not going to. Now they may start losing out. And if you're, if you're listening, you're one of them yeah. as well. You can't sit in your laurels. All this stuff is changing quickly. And there are a lot of very hungry dentists out there that are going to work hard. Yeah. So, and we see it time through. and time again, right? With, you know, because um, Ross's um, sister company, Stepforth, works with, you know, like legal practices, those types of things, right? And, you know, we see new law practices open up and they decide to make digital a priority and they put out lots of content. And next thing you know, they're outranking practices that have been in, yeah. you know, here for a hundred years or something like that. And right? buying out them, buying them out. Yeah, like, right. So wow. it's, a pretty, it's a pretty seismic shift, right? And, you know, and the other thing too is that a lot of dentists, they aren't doing these things and they're not thinking about these things, right? But, you know, there are some examples of, you know, some, some young doctors, you know, who have new practices and 
they're you know really making great strides just by committing a little bit of time to creating that content and and working on it and getting it out there so it's um it can pay huge dividends so great um, yeah that content right. is good so the only other thing I, I would mention here too that i don't think we've touched on ross is uh industry links so links from you know your university from certific certification boards you know industry distributors you know all those kind of things they're they're valuable and important as well too and the other thing too is if you do publish some good content and you can get it into dental related media those are also very value valuable mm -hmm. links as well too so and you know just doing interviews with uh you know, dental associations or dental-related media, all those things, we would love to see our <laughs> practices get links back from some of these big sites that, you know, cover the dental industry in general. So Absolutely. that's a valuable one too. All right. So that was links number eight. And the last one here is regular Google My Business activity. Kind of touched on it a little bit in the last episode, but there is a bit to this. Now, Google My Business is changing so often, it's a bit overwhelming even for ex experts like us like who are working with it all the time. For example, there's a section called Google Posts where you can post everything from upcoming events, like say, uh, excuse me, it's uh, charities and such. You know, we're sponsoring this charity, come on out. It's at our office, you know, you get to meet them. Maybe it's a food drive, whatever it is. Add that there, it stays up for seven days. Uh, then it, it scales off. That's just it. It will disappear. You have to put it up there. If it's an event that actually has a date, and I should actually preface that with the last one, it does have a set time. So if you say that on the 15th of uh, February, it's going to be happening, then it will stay up there until that date. But there are some ifs, ands, or buts about that I can't recall right now because, frankly, there's too many things to remember. <laughs> we have our notes for that. But it is important to use Google Posts. We're seeing a, a bit of an uptick from it. It does tend to show up in search results under your listings. If And again, we see this occasionally in the wild. It's what we call it when we see it online, um, but it doesn't always happen. You'll see the Google My Business post that's relevant popping up below your business name in local results. So keep that in mind. It does show up. And Google likes to see that. You're spending time on their platform. It doesn't make them happier, right? Um, you're yeah. logging in. They want you to check your hours, update them. There's a holiday coming up, update them. Make sure that there, there's something stating what your hours are on the next holiday. And we Adding do images. hear from dental practices when those hours are wrong. <laughs> so, oh, yes. Because, you know, some patients will be, oh, well, I saw you were open and you weren't. So yeah, it's, it's important, yeah. right? And, and you know, the thing is, is your Google My Business is really your homepage for your homepage now, right? Like if somebody's doing a search for your practice, mm -hmm. the first thing they're gonna see, right, is your reviews, your pictures, you know, if you've posted something cool, right? So yeah, it's a really important part in that um, new patient journey, right? And also for existing patients too, so. Yeah, add images. Do that on a regular basis. It doesn't matter if it's the same area. Like say you've got a, a board. I've seen this before in a lot of pediatric offices, but it could be in other, other places. But that would be a, 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 one of those drawing boards where someone's done some beautiful art that talking about could be inspiring phrases, but with a dental, ass, a dental spin. You know, have some fun with it. Sometimes people take photos of their, of their patients with a sign saying, you know, I'm this age and I am cavity free still, or, uh, you know, just have fun. 
and, and just take photos and you can post these, I mean, with their permission, obviously, but Google likes to see that kind of activity. Another really key part of this is, and it's getting better, but people can suggest changes to your Google My Business post or, or Google My Business page. And these suggested changes can be uninspired <laughs> and uninformed. Some of them are just stating that you do not offer this service or you do offer this, but perhaps you don't. And unless you go in there and, and say no or yes, in many cases, those will go live and you, you'll start getting, having problems because whatever's posted isn't correct, perhaps. Sometimes, and this is really bad, and this has happened, I've seen it happen twice now, bad actors have gone in there and changed the phone number, even changed the address, and yeah. are technically stealing that business. Yeah. And it's well, very and, possible. You know, unfortunately, we have been seeing that with citations and things like that too, right? There are quite a few hackers, spammers, vindictive dentists, <laughs> yeah. those kind of things. Well, they it's do amazing happen, how right? petty people can be. It's just astonishing. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Uh, so unethical uh, at best, that's for sure. So, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. So your Google, my business page is definitely, it's your, it's your online business card. I mean, yes, your website exists. There will be a link from it, but you want to ensure that your Google, my business page is number one for, for being updated. And, quickly thereafter, your website. <laughs> so don't forget about it. Make sure you are active on it. You will get reminders from Google if you've already signed up and you haven't been on there. Say, what are your hours for this upcoming holiday? Don't ignore those. If you happen to not been on there recently, but you get that, click on it. Go there. Yeah. Uh, and they, bringing they that up, it's go on there regularly. Make it part of, you know, your weekly workflow to mm -hmm. um, check that out. You know, somebody should have a responsibility every week for checking it, right? And, you know, it's one of the things that we do help our clients with is that, you know, if there is a major thing that comes up, we notify them, right? Or negative review, those types of things. But um, yeah, it's all businesses just need to, need to make that part of their workflow and somebody needs to be assigned and responsible for it, so. Great. Well, there you go. So we had eight all together, eight points here. I'm sure there's argue, there's, you could argue for many more, including pay-per-click ads, all that sort of thing, but we'll jump into those into other shows. But I'll just recap them here. Number one, physical location. Number two, a unique phone number. Number three, claim your Google My Business listing. Number four, reviews. Number five, create a great website. Number six, citations. Number seven, build links. And number eight, regular Google My Business activity. So if you did all of these and, and did them as well as we've outlined, and really it's not insurmountable by any stretch, a lot of dental practices are doing this, you will see it uh, very likely see an improvement in, in rankings very quickly. It's just you're following Google's desires. So why is it not going to work, right? It's just fantastic. But you should keep on top of things too. I mentioned earlier on, you know, monitoring some of the online websites, such as uh, online website, such as a search engine roundtable. That's uh, a great place to go. The local search forum.com. It's one I forgot to mention earlier. Fantastic forum. Lots of great tips on there. Cutting edge. It's where people are sort of going, what the hell? What's going on? Why isn't this working? And there's discussions and sometimes Google makes changes based on those discussions. So it's really interesting stuff in there. Again, only if you want to be on the cutting edge, but 
you know, sometimes that's what you need to do. All right. Our well, blog is a great place to go to, you know, I've written a lot of comprehensive articles on all of these oh, yeah. factors. So yeah, I, I can't dismiss that by any stretch, nor our show or SEO 101. So lots of places to be. All right. Well, on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, co-founder of First.Dentist and Andy Bernhardt, VP of Marketing, thanks for joining us today. If you have any questions you'd like to share with us, please feel free to email them at info at first.dentist. Thank you for listening. And remember to tune into our next episode where we'll be sharing some more information on how to excel in your dental web marketing. Thanks for listening. I hope you have a great week. You have just listened to another episode of Dental Web Marketing 101 with SEO expert Ross Dunn. We hope you enjoyed the show and gained some insight on how to attract new patients online. To subscribe and access the show notes, please visit dwm101.com. Join us again next week and until then, keep on smiling.